Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Small Data with T, where we are passionate about the power of small data in healthcare. I am your host, Tanasio Gonzalez, but you can call me T. Data has certainly changed the game in healthcare. Big data has blown the roof off, but small data, now that's the future. Small data allows us to dive deep into the key insights and take quick, customized action to achieve phenomenal results in performance and quality improvement. Let's explore this today. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have any questions for me or any of my guests, feel free to reach out to me at tgonzalez at eima-inc.com. Enjoy the show. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Small Data with T, where we explore the power of small data in healthcare. Today, I'm so happy to introduce Diana Rose, joining us from Queens, New York. Diana is the CEO of Jars of Delight and founder and executive director of the Laurelton Farmers Market. She's a social entrepreneur, sustainability lecturer, and a community cultivator. Diana, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to hear about what you're up to these days, and I'm going to ask you to show your screen. Welcome. Do me a favor and just unmute yourself. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to be here. Sure. sure. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about what you're doing with the Laurelton Farmers Market. And as you know, Laurelton is where I grew up. Um, I'm really excited to hear about what you have going on over there. Um, so I'll give you a, a couple of minutes. Tell us about Diana Rose. Who are you? <laughs> Who am I? Hmm. I haven't thought about that in a long time. Well, first and foremost, I am a mom to two amazing little boys. I'm a mom. I'm a boy mom. I guess that's what they're calling it, a 12-year-old and a four-year-old. So life is always adventurous in um, on this side. And um, I think after that, it's more of, I consider myself a community cultivator. Um, any need that the community has regarding um, sustainability, or zero waste or um, agriculture or environmental. I feel like that is where um, my passion and my expertise and education lies. So I try to lend myself to those areas in my community. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so, you know, this show is centered around using data, right, to improve lives and drive quality improvement. And I know that you're, you're, you're changing you're changing lives in a very uh, significant way by creating and, and cultivating this farmer's market. How has access to data helped you do that? How has it helped you develop the farmer's market? What role did it play? Oh, it um, played the biggest role because it was through um, you know, the access to data mm -hmm. that, uh, that allowed me or showed me that we have we had a problem. Um, so what I did was in terms of data, look at the number of farmers market here in Southeast Queens. And at that time there was only really one farmers market. And that was a, I believe it's a down to earth market on Jamaica Avenue. Um, so 
in the scope of farmers markets, when you look at other communities and other boroughs, to not have more than one farmers market in a region, mm -hmm. um, especially a socio and um, economically disadvantaged region, it's a it's a problem. So being able to look at that data, the number of markets um, in relation to other communities, was the first step in saying, oh, we need a farmers market here. Um, so that was the first thing. The second um, role, second biggest role that data played in launching the farmer's market was the community desire. So what I did was a year prior to, or maybe nine months prior to launching the market, I put out a survey, a very simple survey, asking people if they would support a local farmer's market in Southeast Queens. And the reception was overwhelming. The data that came back was overwhelming because it wasn't just, sometimes we think about things and we think things need to happen or this should be um, created or developed, but then the community and other people are like, no, we don't need that, right? So being able to have that data to support Right. not just my passion and what I knew we needed was powerful or is powerful. And so data really was the building block to before launching the farmer's market. So you were able to hear directly from the people, right? Through the number. Exactly. Hey, this exactly. is what we need. And I guess like within the farmer's market, were you able to gather information about what needs to be offered within oh, the Absolutely. So, um, so that was pre-farmers market, right? Pre-launch, and then not only, not only did we take the data and you know kind of show the significance of needing a farmers market, but we also created Zoom meetings. So we had a weekly Zoom meeting. I want to say six months prior to opening the farmers market, where the community just came on. We spoke about what they wanted to see, what their desire was within the community, and with having a farmers market there. And that was really powerful because we had already created like a virtual farmer's market online mm -hmm. prior to actually opening up the market. So the mm -hmm. community knew who the vendors were, the vendors knew who the other vendors were, and that really played in part of the amazing culture that we have at Laurelton Farmer's Market. And then we continued those Zoom meetings um, after the farmer's market had launched every week to talk about what we did right and what we didn't get right and how we can get there. So mm -hmm. um, all, of the, all of that is data, right? That's all data-driven, um, what people really want and why they'll, why they'll come out to support the vendors that, that mm -hmm. are there. So um, yeah, so that's essentially the building block or the foundation of the farmer's market was built upon that data. Wow. So the data that you collected with the surveys, right? It helped you really develop what the farmer's market market would offer and how it would market it. Do you now have that data sitting somewhere where you can use it for future development for like, what's the future of the farmer's market? And does that Absolutely. data Absolutely. Yeah. So that data was converted into graphs and into a deck that we have to kind of show, um, you know, our past history as well as where we project to go. So mm -hmm. that's really um, fun and it's really um, invigorating and exciting and inspiring because being able to see that data in picture form or to see it Put together in a report right. um, it's so powerful and i think a lot of organizations underestimate the power of data mm -hmm. regarding community-led initiatives um, and not only that we're able to take that data that we created into whether it was a graph or um, pictorial form to pitch the sponsors so we can say we had twenty thousand market guests 
right. um, in a relatively short time because we launched the farmer's market in August, which is pretty late for a farmer's market. So we're able to show um, how many vendors we've had or how much guests we estimated we had throughout the market. And then we also use Eventbrite for the large events that we had. So we had a youthpreneur day at the market and we had over 800 RSVPs or registrations. Wow. And you know, we were able to not only collect that data regarding how many people intended to show up, we also were able to take that data in terms of emails and create a, a function and email system that whenever we're having future events, we have a database and you know we have a following. So it's really, it's really, really um wow. it's just so powerful what data, what you can really do with data and how it can drive an organization or a project. Like you said, um, organizations that serve the community, right, and meet the community need, if there was no farmer's markets, what would happen? What would be missing from the community? So a part, question, sorry. Yeah, so there, there are a lot of things that would be missing, right? One, it would be education. I think that's the biggest thing. Okay. Um, so we'd be we'd, we'd miss the education about why farmers markets are is considered essential businesses or essential projects. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'd also miss the education in relation to how communities of color, black and brown communities mm -hmm. are always, um, you know, shortchanged when it comes to access to healthy farm fresh produce. Um, so that to me is the biggest thing, right? Um, yes, it's a beautiful open space and people can come out, especially coming out of a pandemic, how important that is to rebuild community. But I think it's the education as to why we didn't have one in the first place. That's the biggest thing for me. And when, um, you know, when these initiatives are not brought to the for forefront, then we don't, a lot of us don't really understand that there's a problem because sometimes you become desensitized to things. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the biggest thing. So we'd miss out on the education. Um, the second thing we'd miss out on is community building, right? It's so important to build your community within, within the scope of the residents that live here. So our vendors are hyper-local. Um, they live up the block from the market. They live two or five minutes away from the market. So to be able to purchase a product mm -hmm. from a community resident or a community member, that is power. That is powerful. And that is how you build true sustainable community-led um, initiatives or community building. That's that's how it starts. It's understanding that you're supporting the dollars and um, the dollars that you're using are supporting local businesses. So we miss out on that. This episode is brought to you by Effective Information Management Assistance, specializing in healthcare small data and offering expertise that goes beyond technology. Visit www.eima-inc.com to learn more about Emma and the podcast, Let's Talk Small Data with T. Oh, I love that. I love that. You know, I was just talking to someone who we were focused on sexual health equity, but you know, uh, black women and girls, but I'm hearing that, that theme again, equity and make, and then we were talking about healthcare, you know, and access, you know, she was talking about access to services and education is lacking and needs to be focused on. And you're saying the same thing, but now we're talking about access to healthy foods. I mean, something that's very basic you know, that everyone should have access to. I yeah. mean, I love the whole community local thing, you know, like the village kind of thing. Um, I love them. I love what you're doing. Um, 
So you kind of answered my next question. I was saying, what advantages does having access to these data um, give you? You already said that, you know, you had the survey and now you're able to build your database that will help you build your flock, so to speak, and get the support you need. Mm -hmm. In terms of funding, where does most of your funding come from? Oh, that's a great question. So initially, the funding to launch the farmer's market in 2012, Laurelton specifically, that was funded 100% by yours truly. Um, <laughs> it was very bold during a pandemic and my, my for-profit business had come to a complete halt because I'm a food business. So it was a very bold move to invest. And you're uh, talking about jars of delight, right? Jars of delight, yeah. My zero waste. Very much looking forward to getting one of those jars because they look delicious. They are delicious and I'm not biased, right? <laughs> um, so when when we, we typically catered for large um, corporate events and summits okay. and those type of things. So as you can imagine, every single contract we had for 2020 was, was canceled okay. um, due to the pandemic. So um, I took a little bit over $15,000 out of my um, my savings to, sorry about that. Um, I took somewhere up to $15,000 out of my account to launch the market. And that included, you know, the um, nonprofit um, articles and corporations and the insurance that it needed to take and the um, tents, tables and chairs because I wanted the first launch to really be something um, that the community thought was beautiful and well thought out of. So it was a little bit more than $15,000 that I took out of my account to start the market. And that was really out of, you know, the need um, that I knew the community had. And sometimes, unfortunately, when you're doing these projects, the source funding can be a little bit um, arduous sometimes, but I, I knew that we needed this to happen. And especially with the data that was being revealed, right, through the pandemic that black and brown um, people were more likely to die from COVID wow. due to underlying health conditions. That was a correlation to access to healthy food, to diet, right? So when all of those, um, you know, when all, when all of that came together, it was just like, why don't we have access to farm fresh produce? So I, I'm very careful to say um, a food inequity because there's food, right? We, we, we don't have a shortage of food. In fact, we have what's called food waste in this country. Oh, yeah. But we do have acts. We do have a, a um, an, an an inequity to access to healthy, what I'm calling farm fresh produce, right? right. Um, so that was one of the biggest things. Looking at that data and hearing that data come across the screen every day. If you know, if you were black or if you were indigenous, if you were a person of color, you were more likely to die from COVID, and that was scary. And mm -hmm. data also showed that Queens specifically, out of the entire country, we suffered um, a major, major, major loss due to COVID than any other community. So that type of data is really, um, it's sobering. Mm -hmm. And it just made me say, you know what, I can't wait for funding. So let yeah. me just do what I needed to do. So, and I knew that I was going to get a, a, a great return on my investment in regard to not just financially, but just being able to see our community thrive and flourish. Yeah. with access to healthy and fresh produce. So that was, um, yeah, so that was a major thing. So initially the funding came from me. Mm -hmm. And then from there, um, the funding came from um, Emblem Health. 
they okay. reached out to me and said, hey, we love what you're doing. We want to support this. And they were our first funders um, or our first sponsors for the market. And they came out every single week and they set up a tent. And wow. so it just became, again, this beautiful community. And wow. Amazon Health is, super, again, hyper-local to the market. So um, now that, you know, the first year of the market was a success, I have people knocking down the doors of our emails to sponsor and to be a part of it. So we're excited about 2021. Right. Uh, congratulations on all of that. And God bless you because... I'm very sure that the, the, the persons within the community that really need this are grateful. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times they can't do it themselves. Yeah. You know, we, we've talked about, I and mean, you and I met on a, uh, a National Coalition of Black Women webinar where I heard you presenting information on food deserts and all, all of these issues of food inequity and all of this that you're talking about. And I was blown away by what you were doing with the farmer's market and all the stuff that you're doing. I mean, it's just making such a positive impact in so many lives. And yeah, I mean, you'll have blessings upon blessings in your life for that. And um, yeah, no, I'm getting chills as it, I'm thinking about it because it's so beautiful. You know, I love when my thing is, you know, the reason why I love data, it's not just to love data and work with data is that you could take data and take action with yeah. it. And that's exactly what you did. You took action where it was needed. And, um, you know, I mean, just do you have any like success stories from members of the community that have come out and say, you know what, this Laurelton Farmer's Market has allowed me to do X, Y, Z. And, you know, if it wasn't here, this would have happened. You know, I mean, it, as you were saying, you know, access to clean, healthy foods, I'm thinking in my head, and we've had this discussion before, like foods that are closer to earth, yeah. right? natural, yeah. those, the food can be your medicine, yeah. you know? So as we are suffering with this vaccine that's ravishing, you know, everyone, we definitely need access to clean, healthy foods, which could serve as medicine to the yeah. body. Yeah. Knows how to heal itself, yes. but not if you have a diet of McDonald's or yes. Taco <laughs> Bell or something like that, or, yes. you know, um, good foods are, even we were talking about the supermarkets, even if you have the supermarkets, they have a produce area, but the quality of the foods in these yeah. supermarkets are yeah. not top notch, you know, yeah. I mean, so uh, systemic issues, right, across the board, but I love what you're doing. Yeah. And it seems like it's a, it's a, it's a, a program that could be replicated. It's like yeah. a, it's a success story. It's a best practice that could be replicated in other areas. Yeah. Um, so where I am, I'm in Nassau County. So um, I've got Hempstead right up the way. That too is an area yes. that is impacted, yeah. uh, especially for uh, persons of color yeah. you know, and the elderly, you know, the, the fragile and uh, children, you know, so I love, I love what you're doing. And uh, like I said before, I have other folks who are in the food industry, so to speak, a natural food industry that I want to connect you with that could definitely, um, you know, provide great resources. Um, no, that's great. And I'll definitely take whoever you sent over um, in, in terms of replication and scalability. Yeah. So I am excited to announce that we're launching our second location. All right. <laughs> in St. Albans um, in June yeah. of this year. And that is beautiful because 
what it is doing is just showing how sustainable this model is. Yes. And then also um, what it's also doing is building community. So we're calling that the St. Albans Farmers Market. And it's really strategic because there's something beautiful about community buy-in when something is named after the community that you live in. So um, the overall brand for the markets will be the Chaycorp Sovereign Farmers Markets. Okay. So Sovereign Farmers Markets is the overall arching brand, but um, we are calling it St. Albans Farmers Market because we want the community to take ownership of um, their local farmers market and, and just one or two success stories that I have just right off the, that's, you know, some things just stay with you was um, one day I had an elderly couple um, come to them, walk to the market and they said, you know, we're so happy that we have someplace to walk to. And it's just so beautiful to know that there are these opportunities and these projects and these places within your community that you can feel, um, that you can really just feel so happy about going to. And it's a place that's positive and, and aesthetically beautiful. Um, this plays a major role in uh, mental health. Yes. It plays a major role in your physical health, in your emotional health, and in your community health. So um, that's just one. And the second story I had was this big brawling guy one time. Um, I guess he must have recognized me from the market. I was walking to a store here on Merrick, and he's like, you're, you're the farmer's market girl. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you know, since I came to the market, I haven't had vegetables in over like 15 years. And I was, you know, and for me, someone who eats vegetables almost every day, it just was like, wow, you know, that's a big thing. And um, I think he brought something like kale from one of the farmers at the market. And that's a success story to me, you know, um, but the biggest, okay. that, the, the biggest success story that I take personal was the last day of the market. I had one of our vendors come to me um, in tears, like literally crying and just stating that it was because of her vending at the farmer's market that was, she was able to pay her rent throughout the pandemic. Wow. And that wow. to me is powerful, right? Um, creating spaces and opportunities. Yeah. And we created our own economic stimulus in our own community. Um, so that's why we're calling it sovereign because it's really, um, it is a sovereign act, right? Of resistance to all the systemic issues and, and disparities and racisms that we, we face as black people, as people of color, as indigenous people. And that's why it's sovereign because it's, it, it is a community led effort, right? It is us taking control of our destiny, of our health, of our mental health, of our financial health, of our community health. So that's what For it is. For us, by us, right? Yes, exactly. Um, no, that's beautiful. I, I congratulations on I am please. If I can help with anything, yes, you know, please let me know. I definitely want to be involved, not just because you know I'm a Laurelton native and very familiar with St. Albans. You know, I love Queens, grew up in Queens, um, but because pretty much we discovered that we're like the same person. First yes. of all, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. scary, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're like the same person, but we're sisters in in you know, in this whole thing. So if I can do anything, please let me know. I definitely want to be involved and I, I'm here to support you in your endeavor to, endeavors. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, um, it, we are coming to the end of our time and I thank you so much for being on the show and talking with me about um, the farmer's market and the use of data and farmer's market tomorrow um, and good luck with everything. 
Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, T. Um, as you know, I love data. Statistics at Hofstra was my favorite class. Okay. Um, it, it, it still is, you know? So um, thank you so much for having me. I know the power of data and the work that you're doing is amazing. So I'm so honored to have been here today. Thank you so much. Once again, I'd like to thank Diana Rose for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed our talk about the farmer's market and what she's doing with data and the power it's giving her. To my listeners, thank you for tuning in. Subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and tune in. Look up Let's Talk Small Data with T, no apostrophe. You can also look up Emma, E-I-M-A hyphen I-N-C.com and click on Let's Talk Small Data to learn more about the podcast. And this brings us to the end of the program. I want to say have a wonderful day. And remember, unleash the power of your small data. It's your most strategic asset. See you next time.